This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. There are legends around here. Who died in my G fucking king of the zombies? Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> Forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah. Joined tonight by Mark and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Not too bad. Doing pretty good. Great. All right, so tonight we're finishing up our spring-themed horror movie month, and we're going to be taking a look at The Evil Dead from 1983. But before we get into all that, though, what have you guys been up to this week? Not too much, man. Still trying to watch... uh... Demon Slayer, that show is so good. If you like anime or any type of action kind of anime, it's it's amazing. Only got two episodes left of that. Haven't done really any gaming. Um, we've been pretty much engulfed in the world of trading cards. Okay. <laughs> I've spent an unhealthy amount of money on Pokemon. <laughs> Okay. But I'm okay with that. We're having fun. We're we're filming some of it. We're posting some of it on social media, and we're thinking about maybe after we move, we might start like a little mini channel doing like tabletop stuff and nerd stuff and things like that. You know, okay. other things that we like. So it's kind of exciting. Um, I'm going to see tomorrow. I'm going to see a. Quiet Place 2. So I got that to look forward to. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good. I saw it it Friday night. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah, I've been hearing really good things about it from everybody. I didn't even realize that was the whole movie. I didn't realize that was Killian Murphy until the credits rolled. I was like, holy crap, that was Killian Murphy. Yeah. I did not recognize him with the full beard and everything. I was like, dark. Right. (laughs) He did a great, and he was great in this movie. That's great. That's pretty much it for me, man. Okay. What about you, Ted? I've been watching a crap ton of movies now that I'm on vacation, so... <laughs> right. I, uh, I've been watching most of my Vinegar Syndrome stuff to catch up on my subscription. And uh, I'm almost done. <clears throat> I'm partway through my last movie I need to get through, which is a Fatal Exam from the Homegrown Horror Volume 1 box set. Mm-hmm. But like I watched Last Gasp with Robert Patrick, I enjoyed that one. The Cellar was a surprise. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that great, but it turned out to be really cool. Um, I watched uh, All American Murder, which is my favorite from the April package. <laughs> that movie's great. Christopher Walken. I thought it was just a great. Uh, it was like a mix of uh, like a Gialli and. Uh, kind of like a slasher film combined with just a mystery. I mean, it was really good. I mean, it really surprised me. I was just, I was digging the whole thing. It was, it was good. Christopher Walken's awesome as the detective. Of course he's, he's Christopher Walken. He's always awesome anyway, but exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, watch that. Watch smile from fun city. Um, that was pretty funny. 
not in your typical ha ha that's funny it feels more like ironic there's some really there were some left out loud moments like the like the little little teen boys i guess prepubescent i don't know they're like 13 12 years old trying to snap nude photos of the contestants with her getting dressed in the dressing room through the windows and mm-hmm. they get caught and police get involved and bruce dern he's like one of the judges and he's one of the main characters and it's his son <laughs> so he's takes us such a psychiatrist <laughs> he's like he's like dad i don't want to see a psychiatrist well, it's either this or jail you want to go to jail <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I found the movie pretty funny um yeah, and uh, saw Quiet Place too. Like I just said, Friday night that was really good. Enjoyed it. I took the, I took the whole family. Uh, I took my niece, nephew, my uh, dad, and my sister. All five of us went. And I had a good time. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and that, that's pretty much just just it. Just enjoying my time off and just catching up on some movies. I got a lot to catch up on in between just doing other stuff. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so. With me, it's been kind of a a busy week for gaming and, and movies. Uh, you know, still obviously work and whatnot, um, and it's getting ready for the schedule change at my work. So this this past week was like my last week working Sunday through uh, Thursday. But uh, I've been, God, we, we've been doing a lot of like movie nights through Discord lately with uh, some of the other people in the network so me and andy from dead in santa carla the other night uh i think it was it might have been sunday or monday night i don't remember what it was but we ended up watching no retreat no surrender oh which is a great movie i mean (laughs) just a great cheesy 80s movie it's so fucking good um then we watched uh uh, or we we did do Joe Bob on Fridays, and that was uh, Train to Busan and um, Spookies. So they showed Spookies, which was great. And then um, last night we watched Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Nice. Uh, and then for myself, I've been I've been getting getting back in more into watching some wrestling and stuff. So I've been watching some older WCW and WWF stuff again. Uh, because I go through those phases where I'll take weeks and I'll just spend like my nights watching like an hour or two of just old school wrestling. Are, are you watching it through the Peacock? Is that what you're doing? Um, a little bit through Peacock because I still have it because I paid for like four months of it. Yeah, and then some of it just through YouTube. And then I was gonna ask because if you're watching the Attitude Era stuff, isn't like the episodes cut in half because they want to edit everything out now? <laughs> I mean, it's it's not far <laughs> off, but. <laughs> Um, welcome to SmackDown. Well, we hope you enjoyed SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty second episode. It, it's it's kind of true, unfortunately. And then, uh, still watching Shit's Creek, and then I've been getting back into watching Dexter because I'm trying to work my way through that, getting ready for the revival this fall um, for the new season. That's going to be coming out. So, um, And then I got my PS5 yesterday, so I've been nice using that a little bit. And, oh, my God, it's like night and day difference in comparison to playing on the PS4. It's just so nice. And, like, just, like, how it feels playing it with the with the DualSense controller is just, like, so incredible. 
and just even like playing certain PS4 games on it, it just feels like a whole new experience. Uh, with the PS5 upgraded versions, it's it's so good. The I only thing I it. don't like about the controller, I love the way it feels. It feels amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't like the adaptive trigger because I feel like I'm going to break it. Yeah. How, does that. it does it come with like a USB to charge it up like the PS4 did? Yep. The controller. Yeah. It does. Yeah, okay. but I think if you get an extra one, it doesn't. Oh. Mm. Okay. I think if you just get just a controller, it comes with just a controller. That makes sense because that's just like the PS4 controllers too. Yeah. Um, I I I just wish the cord was a little longer. So I got to invest in another cord because it's only like four feet long. And it is quite a bit longer than the one that came with the PS4. That thing was like 10 inches. Yeah. <laughs> Still not long enough, especially when you're no. sitting 10 feet away. So I bought a, I went online and bought a 10 foot cable. Yeah. <laughs> a long, long time ago. <laughs> exactly. So, but it's, they, they, I like that they switched to the USB-C port yeah. uh, with it, with the controllers. It just, it's just so much nicer anyways, but so obviously my, my older <laughs> cords don't work with it, but I mean, it is what it is. I, I just need to buy a new cord. And so I can sit and play while my controller's charging or just buy another controller and just switch out. Have, whenever you, I need have to. you played Astro boy? I haven't yet. The only thing I've really played is destiny two because I downloaded uh-huh. that yesterday and was playing with some people last night. Um, you know, just, kind of testing it out before I went to bed last night. So, but yeah, I mean, that's really the only thing I've played because literally I got it, I think at four o'clock yesterday afternoon, hooked it up, downloaded Destiny. That took like 45 minutes. And then I played for a couple hours before I went to bed. So, but that was, that was about all I got into it. I, I do have Maneater though. Uh, I'd have Maneater downloaded because that was the first nice. free game that they offered. Um, So I got a, play that and see how that is the, the playstation plus collections got some bangers on it yeah <clears throat> yeah a lot of their uh first party sony games are on there they got uh god of wars on there last of us is on there um there's a couple other i think uh horizon might be on there i don't know okay actually i think they just gave us horizon like last month oh okay so you might be able to get Horizon for free, Ratchet and Clank for free. There's a bunch of really good games on there. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Maybe pop that bitch on tonight and just see what I can get. Because <laughs> I'm I'm all about getting some free games if I can. Yeah, especially when they're AAA really good games. Yeah, not the cheap-ass independent games that nobody plays. <laughs> Agreed, 100%. So that's kind of what I've been up to this week. So I... I've got tomorrow off, obviously, for, for Memorial Day, which is nice. So I'm going to be probably playing a bunch of PS5 tomorrow because I ain't got shit to do. So <laughs> between that and cleaning, that's kind of my day for tomorrow. So And maybe a couple movies. I, I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> I've got no real plan. I'm just kind of going in with uh, whatever I fucking feel like doing, I'm, I'm going to do tomorrow. I just I just don't care right now. <laughs> but this, this week is going to be my last week of uh working my current schedule uh, I've got kind of a half day on Thursday so it's not a full week but then I get a three day weekend and then I'm back to working Monday through Friday after that so that's gonna be it's gonna be nice but suck at the same time just because I lose my time and a half on Sundays so but there's nothing I can really do about that because they're closing on Sundays now so 
So I get stuck going back to my pretty much my old shift, and I'll be opening. So I'm going to be working seven to three forty-five, which is going to be a little hard to kind of adjust to, but it'll be nice getting off earlier in the day. But, anyways. <clears throat> With that being said, uh, just a couple things I wanted to kind of bring up here before we get into the review of The Evil Dead. Um, Just a little bit of news that's kind of come along. Uh, So to kind of kick things off, so obviously Spiral was just released uh, two weeks ago into theaters. Uh, Kind of the first big horror movie to come back into theaters since obviously the pandemic hit. So um, now with that, uh, Stars is actually going to be exclusively showing spiral around Halloween. So if, if you end up missing out on seeing it in the theaters, or if you chose not to see it in the theaters, just because of the pandemic, you, you'll get a, a second chance of being able to watch it on stars this Halloween. So um, be on the lookout for that. Uh, it looks like it's going to launch on October 8th. So perfect time for the Halloween season. So if you wanted to check it out, didn't see it in theaters, you'll have that opportunity on October 8th um, starting to be able to see it. So I do highly suggest seeing it though. If you can in the theaters, it's, it's fucking amazing. I loved it. I know uh, Ted was with me on that too, right? You, you really like that as well. Correct. I did. I yeah. Thought it was I, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you've got a chance to see it in the theaters, I highly suggest it. I, I, I loved it. Uh, it's, it's Detective banks. How long has it been? Since <laughs> you've seen your father right <laughs> so good i love it so october 8th for that uh also that was in the news this was kind of a, a big one amazon bought mgm for 8.45 billion dollars so all these big ass companies are acquiring all these fucking movie studios nowadays and they're gonna ruin everything like they always do so yeah so i mean because mgm has stuff like killer clowns from outer space uh you know the Candyman series uh, stuff from like Poltergeist, Amityville Horror. I mean, they've they've got a a huge catalog of IPs, obviously, and now Amazon basically owns all that. So it, it it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen, um, and see if there's anything that's going to be revived. I I don't think anything really much is going to change, other than the fact it's under new ownership. But who knows? You know, they'll probably make all the movies like slowly put them all on Amazon Prime. Very possible Prime members. Yep. Very, very possible. So, I mean, we'll it'd be impossible to do it all at once because they, they have an unfathomable size in mm-hmm. their library. Yeah. I hope they don't. Man, MGM's got so many good movies. Very true. So, like I said, I'm not, I'm not optimistic, but, you know, hopefully some good comes out of it, I guess. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't get vaulted forever. Right, yeah. right. That would be my that's my, concern. That's my fear right there, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, it's got a good money backing now with Amazon owning it, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens with it, but uh, who knows. Um, besides uh, Amazon acquiring MGM, also just, because uh, we've talked about Evil Dead Rise in in past episodes and we haven't really heard much recently regarding that um we got a little bit more news but still not a whole lot uh but we did find out this week that evil dead rise is going to be going straight to hbo max when it does get released 
Um, so obviously it's being produced by Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, so on and so forth. So all the same producers and um, it, they haven't even started filming yet. But uh, when it does release, it's going straight to HBO Max. So that's kind of really the most recent update regarding that. It's not a whole lot, but, I mean, it's some news. But what are your thoughts on it going straight to HBO Max? I mean, I don't have a problem with it because the movies that I've been doing that recently have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, If it helps like if there's like some kind of money deal behind it that helps them film the movie or helps them in any way i'm all about it um it shouldn't affect the blu-ray printings or anything like that i would hope not no so i don't have a problem with it i mean if it's available in theaters for even if it's just like a flat a fathom event or whatever i'll go see it for sure Mm -hmm. mm-hmm uh, it seems to be the thing, though. Just things either, either going both theater and the streaming, or just the streaming. I mean, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather see on the big screen. That's just me. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, that's what I was raised. You know, I mean, I, I'm used to going to see things on the on the big screen. I love going to the theaters and right, and I love that experience. Just sitting in a dark room and just being taken to another world. <clears throat> I mean, sure, I can do that here in my bedroom. I mean, geez, but. You know, it's just something special going out and doing something. I mean, it was always special as a kid. I just kind of always carried that feeling. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, my cousin's got HBO Max, so thanks to him, I finally saw Justice League last week. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all four hours of it, and I, I loved it. And, yeah. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I would rather see that in the theater. Well, maybe not all four hours, but like right. two parter. So, you know, <laughs> just. I know it is what it is, but you know it just gets a little depressing. I, I like going to the theaters. Same, it's just same. Fun. It's, I, it's I, I really fun. do, and honestly, like the Evil Dead remake, that was probably one of the best movie theater experiences I've I've ever had. Because mm-hmm. we ended up having a, um, it was a special showing of it because they showed it in thirty five millimeter um, when it was released at uh, one of the theaters near where I live. And uh, they did a, a double feature of Cabin in the Woods and the Evil Dead um, remake. And honestly, with having a theater full of people uh, watching that, it was fucking amazing. Just the cheering and just like the people getting into it. And honestly, the Evil Dead movies are always fun. I mean, just kind of the source material and just kind of how it's all done. It, it's it's a fun movie to see with a crowd. And I'm sure Evil Dead Rise will be the kind of the same thing because it's it's Evil Dead. I mean... Yeah, as long as Sam Raimi is behind it, I I have full faith in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so I'm I'm hoping it's still going to be going to the theaters. Um, on top of doing the whole HBO Max release, I uh, that's what I'm hoping. Instead of just exclusively to HBO Max, I I hope it doesn't end up being something like that. But if it does both that and theaters, I'm totally cool with it because then I'm I'm gonna go see it in the theaters because. I mean, I don't. I don't see them. I mean, I'm not a movie businessman, but this seems mm. like you're cutting out a huge market when you don't go to theaters. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. a lot of how they're going to be, I don't understand the business model and how they're going to. Uh, let, let's say theaters go away; they all shut down. Everybody just everything just goes straight to streaming. How how are these movie studios going to be paying? for movies that cost like 200 million dollars and and such and it just goes to streaming where they're only charging people like 
like 10 bucks a month because not everybody in the country is going to have that streaming service exactly I mean, sure, the numbers might be good, but I just don't know how you can sustain a business like that. When the like, answer, Ted, is they're going to start raising the prices on your streaming service. Yep. But because even, you, even, you can't, but go, like, you can't go see this movie money? anywhere else. But it, it'll probably money? be incremental over time. Netflix has been doing it. Netflix used to be $7. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it like now, 15 now for like just it, one TV or something? I think it's 12 for one, okay. I think. See, that's what I keep saying, though. It's like, like eventually, because I said this before, people keep saying, "Oh, just get all the streaming." It's still, it's still cheaper than than getting like having like Dish or DirecTV or cable or whatever. It's not anymore. And it's not. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, that's that's crazy. Even if it was, it's not going to be forever because they're going to start raising prices. Because not, I mean, not only you have to pay for the movies that they're producing, but they still got to pay for servers and people working those servers. You know, mm-hmm. it all adds up. So again, I still don't see how. I mean, unless you're going to be paying like forty bucks a month for one streaming service, and you'll have like even half the country. You know, let's say you know how you know let's let's just throw in like two hundred million people or whatever. Just but still, that won't sustain it forever. So I just I don't understand the business model. Like I said, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not knocking it. I just don't understand it. I don't know how that's that's going to work. But yeah, I mean, people are like, oh, Disney Plus is only six ninety nine a month. I'm like, yeah, but it's not going to be that way forever. Nope, it's already going up. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, See, they, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they already <laughs> announced a, a price increase for Disney Plus. <laughs> it hasn't even been a year, has it? Nope. Uh, it's been. It's no, been, it's been a little over a year. A little, little over, over a year. year. They're already raising the prices. How much are they raising it to? It's not much, but it's still going up. And I mean, <laughs> I <knew> it. <laughs> it's like oh. less than a dollar, uh, but it's still. I mean, it's oh. still going up. So, <laughs> but I mean, fifty cents to what? Well, like a hundred million people was a lot of money. It is. <laughs> well, let's see. That's like more than. Let's see, fifty cents over. Don't make months. me do math. Then. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's like five, five dollars and change, extra a year. Yeah. I mean that's yearly, but <laughs> it's still a lot. I mean, it's still yeah. gonna be a big increase for their bottom dollar and yeah, uh, like, what they can like do. I said, I just, like I said, I don't know how the movie studios are gonna sustain that with, because like I mean, the way it was worked with like theaters. I mean, you know, the theaters would take a cut. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, like each week the theater would take a bigger cut a bit until like after a certain amount of time, the theater would get full profit. But then, of course, by that time, people already seen the movie and they're not like going to the movie. Exactly. <laughs> they're, seeing, they're seeing another movie, you know, but still it was like it was like a big promotion for the home video. And then you had rentals, but, you know, you don't have physical rentals mostly anymore. There's still some places out there that do, but well, not you know, nationwide like it was, but. Like a month or two ago, Xbox tried to raise their price on Xbox Live. And that got shit on really quick. Well, because they <laughs> haven't touched that price in over 10 years. It's been the same. Yep. And the the value of Xbox Live is really low already, I think, because the games you get are shit. But they backed down on that instantly. <laughs> <laughs> that made sense for them because they've been getting a lot of good PR lately. They've been getting a shit ton of good PR. Yeah. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, they they were talking about it going up quite a bit too. 
Uh, I think, I think it was going to be the same price as Game Pass because they want people to get Game Pass. Mm-hmm. How much is Game Pass? Game not, Pass yeah. is ten dollars a month, uh, hundred twenty bucks a year, or fifteen for Ultimate. Yeah, it's a hundred, hundred eighty a year, I think. No, it might be one hundred twenty. I don't remember. Still, it's double it's, it's, what it's. What it's Xbox less Live than costs. three games. Yeah, 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 yeah. If if you're the kind of person that just plays your one game and that's all you want to play, you shouldn't yeah. have to be forced to subscribe to something else that you don't want. Exactly. You see, the only reason I want to get a PS5 is for Resident Evil Eight because <laughs> I'm a Resident yeah. Evil fan, and I want to get that. And I just it'll be cool to finally have a, a UHD uh, UHD uh, player. Yeah. Player. Because I've got a couple of 4K discs already, I just don't have a player for them. Good thing they're good thing they're combo packs with Blu-rays, right? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, really, I mean, because I'm not, I'm not a gamer gamer. I guess I don't know if you call me casual or what you would call me. Like, I'd say there's you're some casual. games I like. Yeah, yeah, casual because you like. I mean, that's how we all met. I mean. Well, Sean and I already knew each other, but that's how we met you two guys. Oh, well, we knew you two, Isaiah. From- I, I was just so, like, in and out with, with uh, Camp Blood, Camp I mean. Blood. But, I yeah. yeah, I knew you guys from there. Yeah, and then we met Mark through playing Friday the 13th, and we played the crap out of that game. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, wrestling. I play wrestling games, and so does Isaiah and Sean sometimes. But, uh, yeah, mostly I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm just hanging out. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so, Yeah. That's that's why. I mean, the the main reason I got my PS4 six years ago was because I wanted Metal Gear Solid Five because that's a franchise I like too. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the main reason I got my PS3 is to get Metal Gear Solid Four and have a Blu-ray play. <laughs> hey, all they need to do is just come out with a Metal Gear Solid Six. There you go. More of a reason to get a PS5 then. Oh, I'm getting a PS5 whenever they come available. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the money. I just they just need them in stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm happy I got mine through Amazon. I mean, that worked out really well. So yeah, it did. <laughs> Finally. So what? What about we? We got to mention the vinegar syndrome. So yes, I was gonna, I was going to actually get to that. Um, oh, okay. Because you'd mentioned the 4K discs, and obviously right now the Vinegar Syndrome halfway to Black Friday sale is going on. If you're listening to this on Monday the 31st of May, it is still going on until 11.59 p.m. Eastern, Eastern. time. And uh, Scanner Cop 1 and 2, we, we've been speculating about that for a little bit, and that was the 4K release that they were hinting at. That was a double, double feature. feature for so. It looks beautiful, man. It's oh in that slip God. box, and then each movie has its own case with its own slip cover. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so sexy. It looks so it. good. I love it. I love and they, they've got so many other things, too. I mean, you've got that. You've got the Alien from L.A., Champagne and Bullets, Alley Cat, yeah. yes. um, Televised Terror, Surf 2. I mean, they've got so many good releases coming out just for that. This is just a fantastic. I told you months ago when they announced just some of the stuff, I was like, man, May is going to be packed. I said, we're going to get so much stuff from Vinegar Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Boy, man, I wasn't kidding, man. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so funny. I'm so glad that Scanner Cop uh, 1 and 2 is part of our subscription. Yes. And I'm a complete idiot for what I did, but thankfully Vinegar Syndrome's like so nice. Especially because it's <laughs> fucking $60 for that set. I mean, yeah. Jesus, just to know that we got that number one at people a discounted like, rate, but included people, with our people, thing. 
people are asking, why are you an idiot, Ted? I was like, well, first, you've, you've listened to me. You know I'm an idiot, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so so the the sale goes live i'm i'm just refreshing on vinegar syndrome at that point like the last minute you know when it's supposed to go on sale or the site's supposed to go live so site goes live they see everything and i'm just drooling at the mouth literally i'm like oh my goodness scanner cop one and two alien from la surf two so i'm like that's part of my subscription that's part of my subscription but i didn't pay attention to the scanner cop one and two which is part of our subscription also so i was like add to cart add to cart and I bought some other stuff. And then after I had paid my money, then I realized, holy crap, that Scanner Cop 1 and 2 is part of my subscription. That means I'm getting two copies because <laughs> I just paid 60 bucks for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I emailed Vinegar Syndrome and I was like, hey, guys, um, uh, my bad. Uh, can y'all refund me my, my $60 for, for this? Because I didn't realize... I, I told him, I said, I didn't pay attention to the product page. And I said, I didn't realize it was part of my... Uh, 2021 subscription could you could you cancel that part of my order and refund me the the 60 bucks and like the next day i I was talking to isaiah we were just hanging out for a little bit and then you left and about an hour after we uh we were hanging out Mm -hmm. i get all these i get i get the email from vinegar syndrome say hey hey no problem ted uh canceling that part of your order you'll get your money back and then i mean and i got an email from paypal say hey $60 has been refunded to you. And I was like, holy crap. I didn't, I didn't expect to hear them till I told you like sometime next week. Right. You know, Cause I, I was like this sale, it's one of the, well, both there's, they, they only have two sales and it's always big. So I'm like, this is a busy time for them. Just like black Friday is. So I was just like, like, I know I'm going to get my refund, but I just, I'm, I know it's going to be a while, but no, man, they were quick, less than 24 hours. They're yeah. Like, Here you go, Ted. They're like no problem. I, I even apologize. I was just like, I'm so. I was like, I apologize for any inconvenience. This, this is my stupidity and not paying attention. They're like, no problem, Ted. It's all good. It's all good. I'm like, okay. I love you guys. <laughs> you guys are my best friends. <laughs> you guys are my best friends. I'm just gonna say they're the best freaking company out there. They really are. I love Vinegar Syndrome and I support them 100. percent So yeah, I mean, the sale's great. I mean, I bought so much crap. <laughs> yeah, you. Did. I'm just saving my money though because. Um, I mean, of course, we all you know got a tax return. We all got our stimulus stuff. Yep. So I mean, people at work, people at my job, they're like, "So what are you gonna do with your money?" And I said, "I'm saving all this money." I said, "I've been putting money back, and I've been doing this and that." And they're like, "You're supposed to stimulate the economy." And I was like, "Well, you know what? That's the government's fault because they gave me the money. Now it's mine. I'll do what I want with it." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have all this money saved up now, and I was just like, "Forget it. I'm freaking buying all these movies I want," and I did. So Good I got for a you. Bunch of stuff. I got a so I was like, see, I did stimulate the economy eventually here. So, damn right. I just I just took my time in doing it. Yeah, just like the just like the government takes its time to do things. So I took my time to do things. So that's so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm surprised I, I I didn't spend nearly as much as I thought I would have, uh, which is probably a good thing. I mean, because I can go a little overboard, especially with vinegar syndrome with buying stuff, just because. I, I just picked up the stuff that I really didn't have and wanted. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I bought Lust in the Dust, which looks hilarious, so I had to buy that. And I bought uh, Perfect Strangers because I love Larry Cohen. I love his movies, and I've never seen that one, so I'm like, I picked that up. I bought Old Dracula because you told me it was pretty funny. It was kind of like, you said it was kind of like a Young Frankenstein type deal or something. You said, yeah, they 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 made it as kind of supposed to be a compliment to that, and they were shown at like drive-ins and stuff. Yeah. Along with uh, 
Young Frankenstein. Not that it's necessarily the greatest movie. I mean, it's it's coming from Vinegar Syndrome. So, I mean, but if, if it's goofy fun, it's goofy fun. Exactly. So yeah, I picked that up. You know, I picked up Flesh Eating Mothers just right before we recorded <laughs> recording this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I bought like like Zombie Five, Play Dead, Zombie Island Mass. I just bought a bunch of stuff. But the slip cover, the new slip cover is you know the the Nightmare Weekend. I bought that slip, and I bought the uh, the murder, the deadly was it deadly deadly yeah, embrace deadly, and murder and, weapon, murder weapon. Yeah, I bought those. I bought that slip because I have those movies. So I mean, I made out really well this this cell. I mean, they had so much good stuff. Yeah, and a lot of stuff went out of. I mean, Usually, like the the Jolly Volume Two set, which I picked up during the sale. Also, I mean, it went it went out of stock like twenty thirty minutes after I bought a copy. I believe it. I really yeah, believe because it. Like, <clears throat> because um, I, I was like, I got to pick up this set because I got Volume Three. I missed out on Volume One, but so I was like, I'll just pick up Volume Two because you know it's really cheap right now because the sale, and they only had like three hundred something copies left, and so I bought it. You know, and okay, so it's good. I'm getting it. And then, like ten minutes later, I was like, you know what? I'm interested in seeing like you know where the numbers are now. Just ten minutes, I checked, and it was down to like only a hundred something within those ten minutes. I was like, darn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like twenty, thirty minutes later, out of stock. <laughs> so I was like, man, I'm glad I jumped on that when I did. Right. <laughs> Even yeah. though the volume three, the volume three set wasn't that great. Uh, there was like only one movie that said that I really did like. Okay, but uh, so I was just like, you know what the heck, I might find a another hidden gem in this thing. So I, yeah, I just took the plunge. I thought like, you might as well splurge a little. But yeah, I mean it's 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 been a great sell. It's been now the next sell. I'm probably not going to have anything to buy except the when it's time to subscribe for 2022. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because I think I pretty much I pretty much got everything that I want from them now at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm bar kind of at that point too. Whatever. Yeah, bar any future, you know, whatever VSAs etc. that they'll release. But I mean, exactly. Every everything else, I'm pretty much good for. So yeah, I'm caught up. Yeah, bar any VSAs or VSUs, really. Yeah. I'm, of course, I'm right the there fun city you. stuff. I mean, the fun st- the fun city stuff is always a treat too. I haven't been disappointed from that label either. No, that's been pretty good. Yeah, I'm walking the edge coming out. That's that's. I mean, I've got that on DVD, so I already know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so still, Fun City, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, all that to say, that sale is going to be ending Monday, May 31st, 11:59 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you if you're a fan of uh, exploitation horror, that kind of stuff, definitely check that sale out. They they they're they're really like the best when it comes to releases, they're, they're fucking amazing. So check it out um, for that. Uh, the last couple of things I just kind of want to just touch on just briefly, just so we can get into reviewing this movie. Uh, first off, we've talked about the new season of Slasher that's coming. Um, so that got a release date of August 12th for Slasher Flesh and Blood, uh, which is going to be produced by Shudder now. And I think that's the right move for this uh, show, just because the last season that was on Netflix wasn't, very good, um, but I, I have highly enjoyed Slasher um, for the most part besides that. and uh, We did touch on previously that uh, David Cronenberg's going to be um, acting in this, and so it's an eight-episode fourth season of this, uh, so I'm super pumped for that just to see what 
Shutter's going to do for this, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to August 12th for that. Um, so that's coming. And then the last thing I just wanted to bring up is we know that Dying Light 2 was delayed. It was originally supposed to be coming out at the beginning of this year, um, and then they just stopped talking about it, and it got pushed back indefinitely. Uh, they did release a gameplay trailer this week, and uh, Dying Light 2 is now known as Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Uh, and pre-orders are up for that now, and that is coming December 7th of this year. So finally, we got a release date for that. I'm super pumped. Uh, I fucking love the first Dying Light and still play it every once in a while to this day, you know, six years later or whatever it is. So It's been delayed um, like 25 times. <laughs> it has been, but it's nice that we have an actual date now. So there's yeah. a light at the end of that tunnel, and uh, it, it looks great uh, for what they're doing and just kind of the the way that they're evolving the game and making it so like the decisions you make can affect even how your map is and, you know, it can reveal or hide certain areas of the map or produce newer type of, of, of enemies. And I just like what they're doing with it. I'm, I'm super pumped to be able to play it. So that's coming this December. So I'm, I'm super pumped for that, especially to be able to play it on PS5. That's going to be great too. So, um, I'm super hyped for that, but that's kind of what I had for uh, news for today. If, is there anything else that anybody wants to touch on before we get into this review? Well, Blue Underground just released uh, news that they're going to release Maniac Cop 2 and 3 on 4K discs sometime this year. Okay. Um, didn't get a release date yet, but um, actually there there was no release date released, but yeah, it's it's coming this year, they said. Nice. For both movies, so. That'll be great, seeing as I just bought all three of those <laughs> this week. <laughs> I ended up uh, uh, buying those on deep discount after uh, Joe Bob showed them last week. So I just bought one, two, and three, and I got them for like 60 bucks. <laughs> so, nice. Knowing that they're coming out with the 4K ones now. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Yeah, that's what happened to me last year when um, I bought um, from, from Diabolic uh, DVD.com. I bought um, House by the Cemetery on their their big three disc special edition blu-ray because it was on sale mm-hmm. you know lucio fulci and then like a month later they announced oh yeah we're gonna release a 4k version of this and like because this was like march or april of last year then they're like in june we're gonna have a 4k disc and i was like you mother i'm not buying this <laughs> <laughs> i'm so mad i was like i'm not buying it i'm protesting this now <laughs> i love it i was like no wonder it's on sale because they knew I was like, y'all knew ahead of time. There's no way y'all didn't know that this was going to happen. You a-holes. Let's just get rid of this stock quickly. Right. Uh, 4K disc, twice the, twice the price. I'm like, no. You, you made me mad. Don't don't make me mad because then I won't spend money. Right? <laughs> you guys know that because I still haven't subscribed to Shutter and it's been three freaking years. <laughs> <laughs> they still ticked me off that night. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we can always. All these people wanted to watch Joe Bob. I'm like, then y'all wouldn't have done this, you dumb. Uh, never mind, I'm not gonna go into it. <laughs> I still have not. I still have not given them my money. And it's been three years, so yeah, I oh, can hold Ted. a grudge too, baby. Oh, Ted, <laughs> you and your grudges, I love it. <laughs> That's true, though. It's very true. When Ted holds a grudge, he he holds a grudge. <laughs> And I don't hold grudges against people. It's companies. I hold grudges against. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. All right. Well, we're, are we ready to talk about the evil dead? Yes. All right. Let's take a look at Sam Raimi's the evil dead. Mm-hmm. 
care what happens to her. She's your girlfriend. You take care of her. Evil Dead was released on April 15th, 1983, directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, this had a cast of, obviously, the chin himself, Bruce Campbell, Ellen Sandweiss, uh, uh, Richard uh, DeManicor, uh, Betsy Baker, and Teresa Tilly. So this had a, a, a modest budget of about $350,000, and um, in its release, uh, worldwide, it grossed about $3 million. So it, it didn't make a ton of money, but honestly, at the same time, it was, you know, it was an extremely independent feature, obviously, and them basically doing everything themselves, which is really fucking remarkable. Um, just a little bit of trivia regarding the movies. So the original script actually called for all the characters to be smoking marijuana when they were first listening to the tape. The actors decided to try this for real, and the entire scene had to later be reshot due to their uncomfortable behavior. <laughs> So, I th- I think that's hilarious. So that's what happened with the uh, um, what's his name, uh, Teddy Bear from from Friday Thirteenth, the final chapter. He's yep. like, I'm gonna smoke pot for real, and then he's like, Don't do that. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, Don't do that when you're making a movie. He said, I got so paranoid and weird. He's just like, That's terrible. <laughs> that's funny. God. Um, so at the end of a normal shooting day, Bruce Campbell would actually have to return home in the back of a pickup truck because of him being covered in fake blood from head to toe. So he was just always <laughs> doused in just fake blood. So I, having to just ride in the back of a pick, pickup truck is kind of amusing. Um, Sam Raimi actually originally wanted to title the film The Book of the Dead, uh, but then uh, one of the producers, Irvin Shapiro, actually changed the title to The Evil Dead for fear that kids would be turned off from seeing a movie that had a literary reference <laughs> with um, a book being in there. So, um, And then finally, the last thing I just wanted to kind of bring up is that uh, when they weren't, when there wasn't any filming going on, Bruce Campbell would actually help out with the crew with prepping shots and um, setting up props around the set. So Bruce was actually very hands-on uh, with a lot of, uh, kind of the making of the film too. And, and it's just, just, it's, it's just so, uh, just seeing how they went about making the movie and everything. It's just, it was such a low budget and just kind of friends working together and stuff. It was, it's kind of one of those dream gigs where it's like everything just kind of fell into place and finally just worked out and, you know, getting to work on a movie with your friends and stuff. It's just fucking amazing. But, um, yeah, so this, this movie has been a favorite of mine since I don't even no, I, since I was uh, probably middle school, I think, was the first time I saw it. Because obviously they have the reference in A Nightmare on Elm Street when Nancy's watching it on the television. So that's the first time I ever saw anything with regards to it. Because obviously I've been a Nightmare fan since I was five. 
So um, just seeing it in there and then finding out, you know, the movie that it was actually showing and then being able to see the movie. I've, I've always loved The Evil Dead. Obviously, two is by far my favorite in the series. Um, but I, I do love one a lot and just kind of like the aesthetic with this movie too, cause it's so gritty and because of the type of, uh, cameras that they had to use just because of budget restraints and everything, it, but it really kind of lent to kind of the magic of it just cause it, it was so like gritty and just, it looks so cool and just how they shot it and everything. So I, I fucking love this movie. And there was actually a star in this movie that was featured in more films than uh, Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Sam Raimi's car, the 73 Oldsmobile. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. People have already asked, people have already asked Sam Raimi if that car is going to show up in the Doctor Strange movie he's directing. <laughs> it better. It fucking better. <laughs> I like the whole thing when... Um, Going back to Nightmare on Elm Street, like how this movie had the poster for Hills Have Eyes. Yep. Like ripped in half or whatever, saying this movie's scarier than that movie. And that's what Wes Craven's just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 It's kind of started a friendly little rivalry that they kept doing that with each other. I'm sorry, uh, Wes, but it was scarier than that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Hills Have Eyes, though. I love them both. (laughs) <laughs> I will agree though. Evil Dead is scarier. That's the, this movie. This movie scared the pants off me when it I was a scared kid. the crap out of me. <laughs> I mean, I was scared before anything was happening because uh, <laughs> you know when they drive, you know, in the first when they drive to the cabin, and then you have the wind blowing the uh, porch swing. And it's just banging against the cabin, mm-hmm. and it just stops. That scared the living daylights out of me, man. <laughs> I was just like, oh gosh, I'm in for something, aren't I? And then, <laughs> <laughs> Just, just kept ramping up, ramping up. I mean, this one's my favorite of the franchise. I mean, okay, yeah, th- this one's always been my favorite because it's just, just atmosphere. I mean, Evil Dead Two is great. Army of Darkness is great. Ash versus the Evil Dead, you know, is great. But just this movie, just there's something visceral about it that really, yeah, uh, it still gets to me because it's just. I mean, like that opening shot with. Just, just whatever the evil, the evil is, you know, it's going through the woods, you know, just in the opening titles, it's just like, just, I'm just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so so good, and then like the effects in this are pretty good for early '80s, um, just low budget. It, it reminds me a lot of like Peter Jackson when he got his start when he made Bad Taste. It's just like the 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 effects were just so good for being so low budget, and yeah, they 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 look kind of hokey with today's standards. But at the same time, back in nineteen eighty three, you know when it came out, I mean this was this is pretty good for fucking low budget, and I I thought they did an amazing job with the effects, and like the makeup was so well done, and it kind of created that iconic look for the the deadites and everything. And then even like some of the stop motion that they did with like, you know, the bodies deteriorating and stuff like at the end of the movie, I thought was mm-hmm. very cool. Obviously, it doesn't hold up with, you know, all the stuff you can do nowadays. But I mean, it's so cool looking just because of it was all practical. There was no fucking I CGI. stop motion. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. so fucking cool. It's just just the the thought and the craftsmanship that goes into making something like even if it's just like something simple or it's not simple but something as uh cliche as like claymation mm-hmm. stop motion is always fascinated me yep 
and it's something that anyone can do with low budget equipment. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, stop motion is so. It, I wouldn't say it's easy to do, but because I've I've no. done stop motion before, but extremely uh, time consuming. It it is very time consuming because back when I was going to school for video, um, we had actual a, a, an actual project where we had to make a stop motion video, and this was like a thirty second video. It took us eight hours of shooting photos <laughs> to create the stop motion video yeah. for thirty seconds of footage. And that was going through lining things up and color correcting to make it look right. I mean, there was so much work. And that this is nowadays when you have, like, you know, computer technology to kind of help you do it. But back then, when you're having to do it all right there in camera and you have to get it right on camera, I mean, I can't even imagine how fucking long it took, you, you know, to, to do that. snip all the frames together. Yep. Oh. Oh, it's so, so <laughs> time-consuming. I just can't even imagine what it would have been like back in the early 80s trying to do it. It's just, it, it boggles my mind because, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fucking work. But it's so well worth it when you get something that just looks so cool. Um, I mean, that's why Charles Band loves it. I mean, he he's talked about it so many times, how he loves stop-motion animation. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, he can't do it all the time because it's so cost, cost a, um, it's so expensive. That's why he keeps trying to get the primevals finished, but he doesn't want to do it the cheap way because David Allen was doing it as a, David Allen was the director of the movie mm-hmm. and he, he died back in 99. <clears throat> so the movie went unfinished and uh, Charles Band has been trying to get the movie finished for, for years now, but it's just, it needs so much stop motion. It's just like, he's like, we're trying to get it. <laughs> we're trying to finish it for, for David, but you know, it's just, it takes time and, and money. Yeah. Because like the the movie's filmed, it's just the stop motion effects they got to finish is what it is. But uh, yeah, stop motion's fantastic. I mean, it could look so creepy too the way things move and are just like like jerky, you know? Yes. Things, and it just it's it's so inhuman like that it just unnerves you. Just like what the heck? <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this it's the perfect setting for this movie too. Uh, you know, just kind of moving on from the. The, the effects even just like the the isolated cabin in the, in the middle of nowhere in the mountains and there's one way in one way out that ends up getting taken away when that bridge gets destroyed i mean it, it, there's a, such a great feeling of isolation just from mm-hmm. the outside world and obviously they they did, did it there not only for story but obviously it's it was an abandoned cabin at the time that they were using it so um so pretty cheap to be able to film there and everything but uh but that i mean that 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 cabin is so iconic nowadays i mean you, you see it pop up in so many different things i mean even looking at like cabin in the woods you know that we reviewed earlier in the month i mean that was very much an homage to evil dead you know just with kind of the look of the cabin it, it's just it's such an iconic um scene now with with that place and it's it just works so well for that for this movie it's just it's hard to beat when you when you have like the perfect location and on on top of you know how the film itself looked gritty and stuff just i mean that 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 cabin was gritty and grimy and just kind of very earthy and it it just works so well everything together you know and I, i don't think they could have chosen a better place than what they had so 
I, I fucking love it. I, I fucking love everything about this movie, uh, honestly. I mean, yes, uh, two is definitely my favorite. And uh, that's just kind of it's it's kind of an in between of where like this one is like strictly more straight horror. You know, this they, one is definitely scarier. For yes, sure. yeah. Where two started to in, implement some of those comedy elements that we came to know and love, especially with the Ash character and everything. So, and I think two has more gore. Yes, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. So but the gore in two is so comical; it can't be right. Exactly. Movie, yeah. But in this movie, you got flipping trees that raped Ash's sister. It's like holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> terrible. The first time I saw it, I was just like, "What the heck?" Mm-hmm. That tree just—I don't dude, think I what? understood what happened when I saw. As it. As soon as was... that branch went into that that tender area, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> you know, growing up, I had parents, you know, who taught me, you know, you don't touch, you don't touch girls here or there, you know, stuff, you know, normal yeah. kid stuff. So when you see that happen, you're just like, "Oh, touching what?" Ooh. And then when she comes back all busted, she's all cut up and everything. Or what? Yeah, and the like, evil Darn. entity is chasing her through the woods. Yeah. Yep. I know Sam Raimi said, if I could change one thing, I'd take out that rape scene. I'm like, it's horrific, man, but you know, it's part of the movie. Just leave it, you know, don't don't lament over it. You know, it's 40 years ago. Right. It's, it's a movie. It's not like she was really raped, but it, it is horrific. Hey. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> For me, this the was the scene that scared me the most when I was young and I was watching this was when um the scene where uh, Linda turned into a deadite and she was counting the she was like calling out the cards and then she sat she was sitting there like Indian style in the doorway just laughing maniacally that scared the piss out of me <laughs> I was like oh fucking Christ can, can we talk about Ted Raimi as yeah. <laughs> the big deadite, the Marguerite or whatever her name was. That was two. Uh, he was Ted, in one also. He was in one too. He yeah. played. Oh, uh, you're right. I was thinking of Henrietta when he played Henrietta in I two. I think of Henrietta too, but yeah, he was in one though. He, he, he has he has the greatest story. He's like, you know, I was like 14 years old at the time, and uh, I, I, my dad gave me money to buy comics because there's a comic convention in the town. And so I was with my brother, my, my brother Sam, and Sam said, hey, did Dad give you money? And he said, yeah. And he says, give it to me. And he said, I went to the production. He says, I couldn't buy comics because my brother took my money that my dad gave me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a big brother for you. Right. <laughs> you got your money, give it to me. <laughs> God, that's hilarious. I love Ted Raimi, man. He is so fucking funny. Oh, he is. I love he is. Him. He's one of the nicest guys you can meet, yeah, too. Yeah, he is. He's just a normal guy. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, it's I so loved good. Him. I know he got hate, but, you know, I back back in the 90s, gosh, man, I used to watch Xena all the time, and I loved him as Joxer. Mm-hmm. Joxer is so <laughs> freaking hilarious. He had his own little song and everything. It was perfect. <laughs> he told a story about how he would get, like, fan, he'd get, like, fan mail to the studio not like to him but to the studio saying all these fans hated him and there was this one fan that just absolutely loved him so he read it and he looked at it and it was his mom's handwriting (laughs) (laughs) 
I was hilarious. a Doctor fan as a kid. I did not hate that character. <laughs> I love that character and still do to this day. <laughs> so, Ted Raimi, Joxer's awesome. I don't care if that says. Right? I fucking love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> he's in He's in a lot of Sam's movies. Yes, he is. I don't yeah, think he's yeah. in all of them. He's in a lot of them. Especially a lot of the older ones he was in. He didn't he play the the Deadite in the Pit in Part Three. I don't know if he was in the Pit. I know he was like one of the medieval soldiers. Yeah, I do remember defending that. the castle against the Deadite army. I know he that he was one of them. He might have been the monster in the Pit also. I mean, it's very possible. Yeah, but who? Yeah, I I don't really remember. Um, but. Obviously, the most famous one he did was Henrietta. So, I mean, yeah. and that was just great in, in part two. Um, so, be, besides all that, uh, I, I do like that, that transformation scene kind of going back here a little bit to, you know, when the, the cards were being called out. And that was very cool. And then, uh, obviously, when Linda finally turns after being stabbed in the, the ankle and whatnot and... Oh, dude, that being stabbed with that pencil, how mm-hmm. much did that hurt watching that? Oh, yeah, they lingered on the shot, too. Yeah, yep. all the blood's pouring out. And As the hand's just going back and forth with the pencil, oh, it was so yeah. good, so gnarly. And then they did the stop motion when she started transforming. It started from that wound. and like Just spidered out. Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, so good. And Scott tries to go out on his own. He's like, he's <laughs> the she's your girlfriend. You can stay here if you want. I don't give a crap. <laughs> At that point, I think I'd be with Scott. I'm like, screw this. <laughs> I know that sounds like I know I sound like an awful person, but you know what? I don't want to die here. <laughs> exactly. I'm going for it. <laughs> but you know. We all know how that turned out. Scott got the crap kicked out of him by the woods. Yep. <laughs> Came back bloodied, just bleeding to death. <laughs> so good. The one thing that that I wish... um, Well, not that I wish was better, but just just kind of in comparison to the, the later movies and even the TV show, like the Necronomicon would just look so cheesy in this one in, in comparison, just because obviously lower budget and just kind of doing everything on their own. Where in comparison, like, the the later movies and the TV show, like, number one, it was a bigger book, and then it just looked more realistic. But at the same time, it, it's just one of those things where it's just, like, it just looks more aesthetically pleasing in the later stuff versus the original. That's kind of the only real thing that I just wish was a little bit better, just because it, it just looks kind of like a, a notebook, basically. <laughs> like, it's just a small fucking notebook um, that was just bound in a bunch of latex. But, I mean, that's just something really, really small. But otherwise, I, I, I fucking love everything about this movie. Uh, just everything I thought was done so well for the budget they had and kind of the, you know, the smaller crew that they had. I mean, they, they did such a fucking wonderful job with this, especially yeah. back then. And just kind of, they you know, obviously raising the money on their own and obviously with help with some family and whatnot. But otherwise, everything was basically done on their own. I, it, it's very commendable, especially them wanting to get a movie made and doing it on their own, their way. So I fucking loved it. Um, but that's kind of uh, what I wanted to talk about regarding the movie. Is there any final things you guys wanted to talk about before we rate this movie? I think it's just great. I mean, Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you need to. And then when you're done watching it, watch it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Agreed. It's a classic. It started Sam Raimi's career, Bruce Campbell's career, Robert Tippert's career. I mean, yep. These are guys that went on to do other great movies, and you know, like I said, they did Hercules and Xena in the nineties. Um, you know, Ted Raimi's career basically started with this movie. He's only fourteen years old. Yeah. He went on, I mean, other than being in Sam stuff, I mean, he went on to be like in the TV, was it Sequest? Yeah, the TV show Sequest mm-hmm. and uh, and just, just went on to do other stuff too. I mean, so yeah, it's just a great movie overall. It's, like, it's a, it's a, I like to view it as like a point in history and just movie history. Yeah. I mean, the everything that went off on it, I mean, people like, especially like in the UK with the whole video nasties thing, I mean, this movie was outright basically banned in like the uk or whatever so it's up there as one of the most parodied horror movies too yeah oh yeah yeah so that's for sure it's just a fantastic movie i I think it's a classic and i mean that's one of the best i would agree all right so if you guys were to rate this movie what'd you guys rate it well sean's not here so i'll give his vote for him he said, it's good, not great. Go watch Army of Darkness instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sean said five out of five. Give it more if he could. And I'm right there. I have a million out of five, but five out of five is our scale. So five out of five. All right. I'm five out of five. It's it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm And, and for me, uh, just because I, I, I do like to more... I I would give this one four and a half out of five, uh, just because for me two I, is 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 five out of five. Um, but it's such a solid movie, especially for a first movie for all these guys. You can't really do or expect much better than this, and they really fucking knocked it out of the park. So it's definitely a solid four and a half out of five for me. So I mean, it's it's so well done, so so well done. Fucking highly recommend it. Uh, honestly, I, re- I recommend all the movies in this series. I mean, it, each movie has like a different feel to it and just kind of as budget grew and everything. And I, I think every single one of the movies has its own uniqueness and charm to it. So, um, but definitely for this one, four and a half out of five. And I, we would also love to know what you guys think. You can feel free to reach out to us through our, our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. Uh, we do hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, before we leave, though, are there any final words? Shop vinegar syndrome. Give them money. <laughs> I would agree. This is not a pay. This is not a paid advertisement either. Just, just do it. We're loyal. We're loyal to vinegar syndrome. I would agree. One hundred percent. Yes. Anything from you, Mark? I I guess I'd say don't go to a cabin where your only way out is a rickety old bridge that's been there for 200 years. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) I'm here for it. Where's the fun in that, Mark? Where's the fun in that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if there's nothing else, we appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode again, and we will see you guys next week. This episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. <laughs> <laughs>